welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. My name is Effie Kilmer with Microsoft, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ido Bigger, Chief Data Officer and Technology Officer at Delic US, and Ron Thompson, Chief Data Officer at Quantum Space. And Ron, with the Evidence Act coming out in the public sector, it almost seemed like it was a checkbox of having a Chief Data Officer. Okay, we've checked the box there. Um, but really getting down to the nitty gritty of what that means inside of an organization. How do you set a data strategy? How do you get the right people in place? Um, for you, that must have been a challenge of delivering value quickly. How did What were some of the use cases and challenges that you overcame during your time? Yeah, I, I think um, uh, the compliance aspect of, of the job you know, did require report to Congress, you know, a lot of reporting to OMB. Um, in the federal space, we had a, a roadmap and, and that roadmap is still, um, uh, is still valid and still being worked by the, the Chief Data uh, uh, Officers Council across government. And, and basically in that roadmap, the way it works is, you know, the first two to three years or the discovery phase, really what's out there, inventory of things, uh, setting up governance, um, uh, you know, and the next day, it really follows the maturation of the CDO role itself, right? And the next is adding value to business. So that's three to five years out and then ultimately be a data-driven call culture uh, for, for, for the organization. So that's roughly roughly the, the, the main um, waves of the, uh, of the federal roadmap. Um, I found, um, and again, this is years of, of uh, working in, in, in various agencies. I've held the CIO role before, uh, CDO role, uh, you know, towards the, the twilight of the career. I found you don't start Effie with those compliance, um, uh, heavy handed compliance mandates. Um, it, it's sort of, you know, that is your responsibility as a chief data officer to do that. But if you start conversations with the business about, you know, hey, we have to comply with the with the Evidence Act or we need to do this this checklist here, I think you will quickly be uh, be dismissed um, and not really showing value. So so if I have uh, really words of wisdom to pass along is do not start with that compliance uh, mindset. Um, you know, what you're doing is changing, uh, you know, changing the culture of the organization to be data driven, right? You want to make sure you have guiding principles like FAIR, you know, making sure the data is accessible. I always like to say it's liberating the data, right? You need to make, make sure it's uh, findable and accessible. So you need a list of things to start out with. You need to make sure you can get to it. You need to uh, really work with the architecture group to make sure you have interoperability baked into every you know, thing that, that is being done there. That, that, that's not only systems. So that's not, not only IT systems, you know, to Ido's point. Uh, it's also the processes that make those systems run. And, and obviously we want to make sure that data is reusable and make, making sure we have, have the quality and the veracity of, of where that data comes from. So um, I really started out, uh, the story that I tell is, is, I developed goals and part of NASA strategy that were aligned to the federal data strategy, but also aligned to the organization goals. 
So NASA is a very engineering-driven culture, right? Um, develop spacecraft, do scientific missions and research. So, so the goals of data are to make sure we enable, and luckily digital transformation was starting at that point. Data was at the core of everything we did. So really looking at pain points that, that um, organizations were having across the enterprise and where those common pain points existed. And what we found was data was at the core of, of everything. So, so how can we make sure our systems, our project management um, ways of methodologies are working across the disciplines? How can we share information there? How can we uh, uh, just making sure we have consistency for senior leadership to look across, right? A lot of, uh, you know, we were working early on during COVID. That's the, that's what I, the story I like to tell. Uh, we worked uh, with um, cr cross-agency um, organizations like HHS and CDC to look at bed data. So we were able to, to work with our local senior leadership to, to determine when we needed to push out, when we could come back, um, when it was safe to come back, when the hospital bed. So we really protected our workforce using data at that time in a very unconventional way uh, that was done previously. So we really helped help that. And then, and then really, you know, the CDO is an evangelist, right? You have to really embrace that evangelist role. Uh, you have to make sure you, you tell that story over and over. You're consistent in telling that story, right? And where it can make, um, you know, impacts. Uh, and then we really worked on the, uh, showing the visibility of our initiatives. We want to make sure that folks knew what we were working on, make sure they saw the value. So we needed to be really open of what worked and what didn't work. So that visibility was key to gain trust. And then we obviously, you, you need to establish uh, the open data program. Data.gov is, is really how agencies work to share data with citizens uh, that are citizen-centric, uh, citizen-focused. But, but having an open data program was critical for us. And luckily for us um, in NASA, um, uh, our, our open science community is an open data platform and has been for, you know, 20 20 plus years, 30 plus years. So that data that that's observed uh, about our planet, observed about the solar system is available to the scientific community. And if you lastly, um, we did, and this is uh, uh, the, the technical aspect of the role, we did gravitate to a enterprise data platform that had a data commons that made sure that everything we developed fit in that platform for use. So we de we definitely partnered with the CIO uh, community to make sure those tools and capabilities, those processes for, for showing data was consistent. And that data platform is being uh, being used in NASA today and being built out to um, handle more use cases than we, we, we did when I was there. So the team is doing amazing stuff on, on that platform to uh, making sure we do things consistently, making sure we align the business and making sure we add value. Yeah, Ron, what I love there, what you said is the word enable. Um, specifically, I see organizations use the word data governance and immediately lines of business say governance means no. Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> now they're going to, okay, this is data enablement and moving away from a center of excellence to a center of enablement. Um, but you also made a point about working with the CIO. And now in today's world, we see the CIO and the CDO kind of combining in responsibility, um, but most organizations have these roles separate. So 
My last question for both of you is around what is the relationship between the CIO and the CDO? And do you think it makes sense for um, the roles and responsibility to combine sometime in the future? Well, so, Ida, yeah, Ida, why don't you take that one first? Because I know you have an opinion on this and I'll, yes. I'll jump in after you. Yeah. So just because I had the opportunity of, you know, being in both places. So a chief data officer, you know, it's a, it's a good question because there's not a definite decision or a definite kind of answer of what's the right thing to do. I can just give the pros and cons for each approach, right? So when you are coming with a very strong background, technical background, and let's say um, in the financial industry, right? So most of the CDOs that I were was working with uh, reported to the CIO, right? Because it was mainly about kind of enabling the um, technical aspect of it, so data governance and around data lineage and protecting the kind of the databases and, and making sure the regulation fits, etc. So it was more about kind of uh, the structure things and, and kind of the basic things that are required around the uh, data. And, but mostly it, it was really evolved later on at my first CDO role was reporting to, uh, to two people, to the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer and the CIO. So in charge of uh, the BI team and data analytics team, but also establishing the data science team and being kind of dotted a responsibility to all of the analytical units around the organization. So it made, it made, uh, it, made it possible for me to do my, my work because those dual uh, uh, management. Then later on becoming a chief data officer, reporting to the same person as the CIO. And it allowed me once again to take it even one step further, but still be in a full alignment with, uh, with the CIO in terms of the platforms that we chose and of course working very closely. But the, the one thing I do wanna address is that throughout the career, I was always in charge of the data engineering team and the data analytics team. Otherwise, you will find yourself, and we saw those examples also, with chief data officers that are reporting to a certain, I don't know, C-level or not, and not being the, the only customer of the uh, BI team, of the data engineering team. And with that, it would make a lot of conflicts and made the, eventually the chief data officer to fail in his, his or her job because they just pre were perceived as yet another customer. Only when you have the full control of both aspects, both sides of the equation here, the data engineering team and the analytical units, not just mainly managed directly, but making sure that you're in charge of all the end-to-end -end data solution provided throughout the organization, then you can really have control of whatever is happening there. Now, once again, having control doesn't mean to manage directly all of the analytical units of the organization, definitely not just means that there's one language in the organization and you, you are in charge that it's being done uh, in a full alignment. The third part is of course, being the same, the same person doing both roles. There's a huge, huge advantage in once, uh, once again, not only in charge of the data engineering and data analytics part and the analytical units, but also all of the IT and all of the cyber team, et cetera. So it's kind of gives a full a rollout. The cons there is you, is that you're not that concentrated around data as you were when you were just a chief data officer. But I think the, the pros are far, far better than the cons and they said dual, uh, dual kind of power couple. But uh, once again, it's, um, it's highly dependent on the approach of the organization an approach that makes you feel in the organization that the organization is ready for such a change, such as in, in Dell QS case, 
it's really something that's uh, mostly valued to have the same person doing both both roles. Thanks, Ido. And, and Ron, I welcome your thoughts here. What have you seen uh, with the separation of the CIO and the CDO role in organizations? And does it make sense for the responsibilities to be combined? So Effie, I, I don't think there's a clear, a clear answer um, to the question for everything. Here, here are, I think, some of the things to think about. Um, and, and like Ido, um, I've, ha I've held the CIO role, I've held the CDO role. Um, I know what it takes to, to, you know, as a CIO for the operational responsibilities. And that is the primary focus to make sure, you know, that the, the, the systems are, are working as designed, right? Uh, operational responsibilities of a CIO to keep things working, not cause pain. Um, however, the role of the CDO is an evangelist, like we talked about, is a change agent, like we talked about, to really stress and do things differently, right? To, to use approaches like DevSecOps, agile development, to do things uh, in, in a different way, to liberate data. Um, many organizations have technical debt. We know that, um, you know, so putting the CIO hat on, you really need to manage that technical debt and, and, and really work in, in a different way to buy that down as much as possible. So that's going to be that role. Um, the CDO role could be, and it could be a point of contention when you're forcing against taking resources away from the operational responsibilities to keep things up to you to liberate data. So, but so it, organizations can make anything work. However, I believe, you know, that the, the third generation of a CDO really needs to be um, at the, uh, the top of the, um, or as close to the top of the organizational, um, organiza organizational um, authority. And, and I don't say that for power or control or to have a huge you know, area of responsibilities. I say that as a change agent, you may, uh, you will have to work with the decision makers to, if you do have a barrier come up, if you do have a point of contention come up, how do you work through it? Right. So, and a lot of that can only be done um, at that, at that level of the organization. So if, if the CDO role is buried under the CIO organization, Again, you're going to have conflict in in the roles in general, but you can make anything work. So, um, you know, there isn't a perfect answer for everything, but I think this these these the roles of a CDO are are to do things differently, to challenge the status quo, um, and depending on the maturation of the organization, that can work quite well in the CIO shop. Um, uh, however, I I still go back to uh, the commercial model and then what we, what we have here in quantum space. Um, you know, I actually report to the C-suite uh, in my, my role and that role in a, in a small, in a small startup changes because you do wear multiple hats. So um, yeah, I, and I happen to just inherit uh, the, the CIO responsibilities for, for a small company now. So, now I'm combined, so that's a little different, Edo, from when we talked last. So I now have two roles, surprise. Um, but I do see um, it is a symbiotic relationship. 
because, you know, you just can't have a policy or Effie, to your point, you can't just have data governance and do things from a compliance point of view without that implementation side. So, so at, at, at best, a symbiotic relationship, one can make anything work in any organization. So there isn't one answer, but I think having the voice at, the highest levels of the organization is what's required to make this role successful and make the business successful, liberating data for the, for the, for the organization. Thanks, Ron. And, and we see that's developing more and more. We see the CDO reporting into the C-suite and even still we see the CDO reporting into the CEO. I saw a recent um, EDM council benchmark report stating that 20% um, of organizations have their CDO reporting into their CEO. Um, so it's really exciting to see the evolution of such a, I guess we can still say relatively new role, mm -hmm. um, growing in traction and having the strategic seat at the C-level table. Um, so I just, I could talk to you both uh, all day long, uh, but really thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Your insights are invaluable. Um, and for those who are listening, thank you so much for your time. If you wanna see other interviews, um, please go to cdomagazine.tech uh, for initial interviews. And thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Evan.